The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. This is Carla Swanigan. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Welcome. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the gift of faith, believing God for the impossible. And I'm so excited to share this message with you because it's one of what I would call my heart messages. It goes back a long way with me, over a decade. Um, Actually, a great story about this, the way this all started for me, was really like, yeah, a decade ago, I was at a women's conference with my sister-in-law, Kimberly, and we were having a great time, and she began to ask me some questions about, you know, how things were going in my marriage. I had been really struggling in my marriage and, and going through a lot, you know, that can happen after you've been married for a while. And um, when we got married, I wasn't even walking with the Lord. So the fact that we were still married in itself was a miracle. But we both came to the Lord after getting married. And it was during this time of hardship and struggle in my marriage that the Lord really captured my heart again and, and drew me back to him. And my sister-in-law knew all this. I mean, she'd been praying. Her and her husband have been praying for, for me and my husband for years. And so um, she was just asking me, you know, kind of how things were going and what the state and the condition of my heart was for my marriage. And it just really um, overcame me in that moment to tell her that I believed God for my marriage, that I knew that he was for my marriage and that I knew he was going to rescue me. Um, He was going to deliver us out of all the things that we were going through. He was going to bring healing and restoration to my marriage. And And I said, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know when or how it's going to happen. I just know and believe that God's going to do it. And and in that moment, I was super passionate about it, and she totally recognized that. And in that moment, she said to me, Carla, oh, my gosh, like, this is so exciting. And she said, you know what I think has happened? I think that God has given you the gift of faith. And I've never heard of that before. I mean, I know about faith, you know, just faith in God. But I didn't know there was a gift called faith. So after that conversation with her that weekend at that women's conference that was so life-changing in general, I kind of I got out my Bible, and I started looking to find out about this gift of faith. And so that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, and, and that's what I want to impart to you before we go today in our prayer time. But, but let's pick up in the Word. If you have your Bible or your Bible app on your phone, turn with me now to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is a pretty... Um, popular passage it talks about the different gifts but i'm going to read it to us now we're just going to focus in on the gift of faith so first corinthians chapter 12 and we're going to read picking up at verse 4 now there are different gifts but the same spirit there are different ministries but the same lord and there are different activities but the same god activates each gift in each person a demonstration of the spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial to one is given a message of wisdom through the spirit To another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. And to another, the performing of miracles. 
to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, and to another different kinds of languages or tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And he goes on to talk and explain a little bit more about the gifts there in that passage. But that was the first time that I had read about an actual gift from the Lord of faith. And so what I want to ask you today before we go any further is, what is God asking you to do that you need this gift of faith for? Is he asking you to step out in faith and do something new? Is he asking you to step out in faith and go somewhere new? Is he asking you to do something that you don't quite feel equipped or qualified to do? Maybe something that you're afraid to do that feels dangerous to you or even a little bit scary? What I want to say to you now before we go on is whatever God is calling you to right now, he is with you and he will equip you. It tells us in Hebrews 10, 23, that he who has promised is faithful. And so I want to look at some examples that the Lord gives us in the Bible of people that he's called to step out in faith. We're going to start with Abraham. So again, if you have your Bibles with you, um, pick up in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. And now the Lord said to Abram, go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house, the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt, and all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. So let's focus on verse 1 of that portion of scripture. Go out from your land, your relatives, your father's house, the land that I will show you. God was asking Abram to leave his hometown, his family, the safety, the comfort of his home to go somewhere else. And who knows where? Like God didn't even tell him where he was going. Can you imagine leaving everything? Everyone you know, everything that you're comfortable with, just packing up your stuff, packing up your car and heading out, not even knowing what you might need or who you're going to meet or where you're headed. And that's what God was asking Abram to do. Can you imagine the questions and the pressure from your friends and family? Surely they would think that you had lost your mind. They would tell you that you need to be sensible, that you at least need to have a destination in mind, a place to stay when you got there. It would be so easy to agree with them and give in to common sense, to do what makes sense in the eyes of man. But that's not what Abram did, is it? Genesis 12 verse 4 goes on to say this. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Wow. Just like that. Super obedient. He just went. That's the gift of faith. You know, several years ago, in my own life, I was working a job in construction. I'd been in construction sales, gosh, most of my adult life with the same company. And I had a great job. I was very blessed and, and fruitful at that job. And it was like a family-owned company. And it was just a great place to work. I had great coworkers and a great boss. And my husband had just started his own company. And it was small and it was growing. It, it wasn't busy enough to provide all of our income. And so my job was a huge blessing to help bring in the income that we needed to pay our bills. And I don't know, after, gosh, about a year of praying about it, I knew that the Lord was calling me to leave that job and to step into ministry. And I didn't know what that looked like or what that was going to be about. All I knew is that he was telling me that my time at that job was done and that he was calling me to something new. Now, listen, my husband, my friend, even my pastors, they all thought I was nuts. This was back in 2008 when the economy was really starting to tank and people were looking for jobs. People were getting laid off left and right. And so for a lot of people, it did not make sense to them for me to be quitting my job when so many people were looking for a job. But I really knew that that's what God 
had called me to do. I mean, I'd been at this same job with the same company for over 15 years. So it was a really big step. And then John and I prayed about it. My husband, we prayed about it for months, you know. Um, and eventually, even though we were both super scared, um, we knew that this is what God was calling us to do, you know. And now I am here all these years later, um, having my own ministry, doing what God's called me to do. I, I get to do some really cool stuff, and it's all because I trusted God. And even though I didn't know where I was going or what it was going to look like, God was with me through the fear, and he gave me that gift of faith to believe him that he was going to connect me with the people I needed to be connected with and do the things in my life that he needed to do to put me and position me where he wanted me to be in ministry. And so sometimes just like Abraham, God calls us to step out in faith. And even though we can't see where we're going or what the outcome will be, God sees, and he knows exactly where we're headed. Okay, so another person in the Bible that I want to talk about is Esther. So she's somebody else that God really called to step out in faith. And you all probably know Esther's story. The Lord was calling her to approach the king and and plead for the deliverance of her people. God was calling her to do something pretty scary. And also something that I believe she felt ill-equipped to do. So let's pick up in Esther chapter 4, verse 10. Esther spoke to Hathach and commanded him to tell Mordecai, All the royal officials and the people of the royal provinces know that one law applies to every man or woman who approached the king in the inner courtyard and who has not been summoned, the death penalty. Only if the king extends the gold scepter will that person live, and I have not been summoned to appear before the king for the last 30 days. Okay, so this is a possible life-threatening request that Mordecai is making of Esther. Most of us aren't being asked by God to do something life-threatening, but it can feel that way to us sometimes if we don't know that we're equipped and we don't know and believe that he's with us and he's calling us to do it. We can feel scared and intimidated. We can feel like not qualified to do what he's asking us to do. Have you ever heard that saying, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. You see, God will never ask you to do something that he hasn't given you everything that you need to accomplish it. Joshua 1.9 is one of my favorite life verses. It's one of the first verses that I memorized, actually, when I started um, getting into the word. And it says, haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I believe one of the definitions of courage is doing something in spite of your fears. You know, one of my favorite teachers um, and encouragers, Joyce Meyer, she says this, and I just love it. She says, whatever it is that God's calling you to that you're scared of, just do it afraid. Do it afraid. Believe him and do it afraid. And I cannot tell you guys how many things I have done in my life these last several years where I've just had to do it afraid. So that's for somebody out there listening today. Just pick that phrase up and claim it as your own. Do it afraid. You know, whatever God God is calling you to step out in faith to do, just like Esther, you know, Mordecai said to her, who knows? Perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I mean, she delivered an entire nation out of the hands of the enemy, an entire people group. And Mordecai totally encouraged her to do that. And so I would say to you, whatever God is calling you to step out in faith to do, who knows how it will affect or deliver those around you? Who knows? Even when you can't see the evidence of it, God is moving on the hearts of the people in your sphere of influence. So another question I want to ask you about the gift of faith today while we're, we're on this topic is, you know, God may be asking you to do something that you need a gift of faith for, but what if, for some of you listening, you're actually asking God for something that you need a fresh gift of faith to believe him for? Is there something that 
that you need from God that you've been waiting for a really long time? What are you believing for him to do in your life that you've not yet seen? What are you asking God to do that only he can do? And are you beginning to wonder if it'll ever really happen? Are you beginning to wonder if he ever really promised you or said yes at all? In Hebrews chapter 11, which that whole chapter is titled Heroes of the Faith, it gives us a definition of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The very definition of faith is believing God for things we have not yet seen. We all have things in our life that we're believing God for, probably um, big things, small things, some things we've been waiting on for a really long time, um, some things that the enemy would probably love it if he could get you to give up on God and believing God and having faith for that to come to pass. You know, maybe it's that your family would be restored. Maybe it's that your body would be healed. Maybe it's that your son or daughter would come back to the Lord. Maybe it is to start that ministry that God's called you to step out in faith to start. Maybe you're believing God to get married. What has he promised you? What do you need a fresh gift of faith for, hope for? You know, Psalms 27 verses 13 and 14 say this. I am certain that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Wait for the Lord. And I just love that verse so much. You know, I know this kind of waiting. I know the kind of waiting when you're waiting for God to do the impossible, waiting for him to do something that only he can do. I also know how fear and doubt try to keep it, creep in and tell us that he's forgotten us, that he's forgotten the promises that he made or that he never really said it in the first place, that it was just all in your head. I know about that kind of waiting. Many years ago, I had a miscarriage and I was devastated. I was totally blindsided by it, to be honest. I never saw that coming. I never imagined it to happen. I already had a healthy son and I was excited to be pregnant again. And very early on in the first trimester, I found out that I'd had a miscarriage. And like I said, I was completely devastated. And I went into a, like a, what I would call a depression. I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to go to work. I, I just wanted to lay in the bed and um, just be sad. And I was having a really hard time snapping out of it. So my husband took me down to the beach to see my family. The ocean is for sure my happy place. And I always get refreshed and renewed when I'm there. And so we went down there. And on our last day of our trip, we were there for about a week. On our last day, as I was waking up, I had this dream. And you know when you have that kind of dream that you're not quite asleep, but you're not quite awake, and you're just in that in-between? It was that kind of dream. And it was so vivid, you guys. I could... Even as I'm telling you about it right now, it's like it, I can see it all over again. But in this dream, I was sitting in a doctor's office, and I was holding a little newborn baby girl. And I knew that she was my daughter. And the doctor speaks to me, and he says, okay. And he called her by name, and he said, your beautiful daughter is completely unhealthy, and so are you. And I woke up, and I knew that that dream was from the Lord. I knew that in that moment, in spite of my miscarriage, in spite of my loss, in spite of my grief, and pain and heartbreak, I knew that the Lord was making me a promise that someday I was going to have a beautiful baby girl and she was going to be healthy and so was I and, and God was going to do this blessing in my life. And I believe that. And you guys, that was a real long time ago. Um, since then, I've had another healthy baby boy and um, I've got two young, healthy children, two boys, but I'm still waiting on my daughter. And I'm still believing God, and I'm getting older every day. And um, 
I don't know how it's going to happen once again. I don't know how he's going to do it or what that's going to look like or when she's going to come. But I can promise you this. I believe God. I believe him. Numbers twenty three nineteen says this. God is not a man who lies or a son of man who changes his mind. Does he speak and not act or promise and not fulfill? What has God promised you, my friend? He will do it. He is who he says he is. And he will do what he says he will do. You know, another thing that I think I've got a big gift of faith for, um, besides the fact that he's promised me a, a healthy daughter someday, is he's also promised me that he's going to heal my back, you know? And I know that that can come through doctors and that can come through chiropractors. And I also, like I've talked about on the show before, I get healing prayer every time they offer it, whatever um, ministry event I'm at or whenever I'm at my church, you know, I always go up and get prayer. Every time they offer prayer for healing in our bodies, I always go up and get prayer. And I've even had some friends that, that say to me, you know, aren't you scared that you're going to get kind of hopeless about the thing with your back? Don't you get discouraged going up week after week asking for, you know, prayer for your back? And I'm like, no, actually, like, the word tells us to keep knocking, keep asking, asking, keep seeking. And that's what I'm doing. And you know what? My hope is in the Lord. And I'm not worried about dis- being disappointed or discouraged because if my hope is not in God, then I don't know where else I would put it. You know, my hope is in the Lord. I believe him that he's going to heal me. And Isaiah 49:23 says, those who put their hope in the Lord will not be put to shame. He's going to do it. He said so. And he's going to do what he's promised you that he would do. I don't care how impossible it seems or how crazy it might even sound to the world. If he told you he would do it, he will do it. Even like for me, when I quit my job all those years ago, like I said, a lot of people thought I was nuts. And there were days, even when I was going through that time, that I was like, God, did you really say? And I would just have to get with him. You know, he gives us the gift of faith, but then we have to apply it. We have to receive it and we have to apply it in our lives. And when that doubt and that second guessing and that unbelief tries to come in, that's where we partner with God. That's our part where we say, no, I'm not going to listen to those lies. I know that he who has promised is faithful. I know that if God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And we just have to stand on that, you guys. We can't get into the place of unbelief. And it happens to all of us. But we have to know how to shut it down when it happens. So I just want to tell you, while we're talking about this, this is for somebody, I just want you to know that God has not forgotten you. I don't care how old your promise from him is. I mean, my promises from him, some of my promises that I've told you about today from him, gosh, they're 16, 17, 18 years old, you know? And I still believe he's given me the gift of faith just like he did for my marriage, You know, that was a decade ago that he told me that he was going to heal my marriage. And 10 years later, here we are. You know, we've been married for 17 years, still going strong. Our marriage by no means is perfect. We've had lots of up and downs, but we have hung on to that promise from God. And we have pushed through and we've sought healing and and we've gotten before the Lord and and we prayed with him and we've let other people speak into our lives and pray for us and and lift us up in prayer. We've reached out to our community, which is so important to have those people that will stand with you and pray with you. And that's another thing, having people that will believe God with you. That's so important because there'll be days, like I said, when that doubt and um, 
unbelief tries to creep in and you do your part and you pray and you declare that you believe God, but you also need to reach out to your people. That's what I call my people, my people. You have to reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm having a tough day. Like I'm really struggling. Um, take for instance, my marriage, you know, just say, I'm really struggling. Um, I don't feel connected to him today. I'm, I'm just having a hard time relating to him. And I just really feel discouraged and hopeless about my marriage. Will you pray with me? Will you remind me of the things God has spoken over me and my marriage? Will you stand in prayer with me today and speak life to me and encouragement to me and my marriage and, and what I'm going through and having your people to do that, you guys is priceless. It's awesome. So we all need that. And I want to read you another scripture that I love. This is another one of my life verses. And this one is totally about um, believing God for those things that you've been waiting a really long time for and, and having the fresh gift of faith about those things. And it's Isaiah 40, and it's verses 28 through 31. Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youth may faint and grow weary, and young men may stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So I just definitely speak to all of you to take that verse today. Those of you that are feeling weary from the waiting or that you need your strength renewed while you're waiting on the promises of God. I just want to ask you those two questions that we talked about again today for the gift of faith before we pray. What is God asking of you that you need the gift of faith for? Because he wants to give you that today. He wants to give you that gift of faith. And what are you maybe asking of God that you need fresh faith for? Because he wants to do that today as well. And I want to pray for you guys. But before I close in prayer, I want to remind you of this awesome event that I get to be a part of. I'm going to be the guest speaker this fall at the Darling Retreat, August 18th through the 20th. You know, from time to time, every woman needs to get away to be refreshed to experience revival within, and most importantly, to be reminded that she is God's darling. And that's why I've teamed up with the Darling Retreat, hosted by Saturday Night Supper Club, to help women tend their souls while spending time away with God. This unforgettable weekend will be filled with an outpouring of the Father's love and promises, reminding you that you are His darling. This is open to all ladies. doesn't matter where you go to church. This is open to all women. The Darling Retreat will be August the 18th through the 20th at the Charter Resort at Beaver Creek. And this place is phenomenal, you guys. I've been there. It's absolutely stunning and gorgeous. For more information and to sign up for this retreat, you can see the link at CarlaSwanigan.com. And that is also where you can find out where I'll be speaking next. You can see the links to Facebook, to our ministry page, to Twitter, to Instagram. We have a podcast on iTunes. Just look up Carla Swanigan Ministries. Don't forget it's Carla with a K. And now I want to pray for you guys right now. So in Jesus' name, Lord, I especially, before I forget, I want to pray for marriages today. You have done so much redemption in marriages in my life, Lord. I thank you so much um, for healing and restoration in marriages. Lord, I pray for people who are believing you for pregnancies that are struggling with infertility, that are looking for a miracle in their body of healing, Lord. I pray for those people. Lord, I pray for people that need hope and faith for their healing, for their relationships. I pray and impart now a fresh gift of faith to everybody listening, Lord. 
I pray for strength for those that have been weary in the waiting. I thank you, God, for all the ones that are believing you for their spouse to come, Lord. I just pray that you would encourage them and speak fresh faith into their lives, even as they're hearing this now, Lord. I thank you, God, that all the promises from you will be fulfilled. In Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for your goodness. I pray all these things in the mighty and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.